Hello and welcome to another episode of Not Too Deep. I'm your host, Grace Helbig. I'm very excited because we have comedian, beautiful human, miniatures collector, Lauren Lapkus on today's episode. And this is such a fun episode. We talk all about how she got started in comedy in Chicago to New York to LA. We talk about uh, some embarrassing auditioning stories. Uh, We share a mutual, deep, aggressive love of reality television that we get into. Hers is amazing, and I'm so uh, just in awe of her appreciation for the thing that I also love on such a deep trash level. And her new movie on Netflix, The Wrong Missy with David Spade, is out or coming out very soon. It's a hilarious movie. She's absolutely fantastic in it. It's got love. It's got heartbreak. It's got um, stunts. It also has uh, some very steamy sex scenes that involve elaborate choreography. So make sure you check that out and enjoy this delightful episode of Not Too Deep with Lauren Lapkus. Okay. Uh, Lauren, thank you for being here in uh, in these bizarre times. Uh, how are you holding up? <laughs> um, I'm actually, I'm okay. I'm okay. I think I had like pure anxiety for the first couple weeks and mm-hmm. now I'm kind of leveling off. And yeah. um, it, I guess that's better, but probably I'm just disassociating from reality. Yeah, yeah. I can't tell if I'm I'm handling things okay or if I'm just becoming like, blissfully ignorant and complacent (laughs) and that that'll have repercussions later (laughs) totally totally um okay i you are so fascinating and you do so many uh, cool interesting fun things how i ask a lot of people that are guests that have like multifaceted things going on what's your deal how do you describe what you do to someone like a complete alien yeah, I I think I usually keep it as simple as possible and just say I'm a comedian or actor. Um, okay. But yeah, I do so many different things to like, you know, keep my life rolling along and, and build totally. a career. So if I were to get more specific, I would say um, comedian slash improviser slash actor slash podcaster slash... Um, that's probably where the slashes would stop. I Slash. Guess. So many <laughs> slashes. So many slashes. I get it. Now, take me through the start of this because you're from Illinois originally. Yeah, I grew up in Evanston right outside of Chicago. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I got into comedy like uh, through improv. And when I was in high school, I, I was auditioning for like every play at high, in my high school and just not getting into anything. And (laughs) I would get into like this, the like sketch show, like variety show that the kids would write and direct and stuff. I got into that every year and that was like my thing, (laughs) but I tried out for everything. And, um, my, I had a teacher who recommended I take improv classes at improv Olympic in Chicago. And so it was like, so life-changing because first of all, I really respected him. So the second he told me to do that, I was like, Oh, okay, I'll go do that right now. And then like, yeah. You know, pushed myself to go on Saturdays with like adults and be in their classes and like, uh, you know, it was very, uh, it was, it was like, I was very shy at that, in that kind of way, but were you the, were you the youngest one in those classes? Yeah. So I was like 18. I was like a senior in high school oh, wow. and everyone was like 24 ish. And that seemed so old to me at the oh, time, yeah. which is so funny. That's practically 40 at that yeah. point. Yeah. Yeah. I was like shocked that they smoked weed. I was like, you're 24. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, I I got into the same thing. I think I was like 19 or 20 and I remember like people, but I looked like I was like 12 and I yeah. remember everyone like going to get a beer after a class once and I was just like, I'm 20 and I'm like too much of a dork to even try to pretend to get into a bar at this that point. That was totally me too. That's so funny. Yeah. Where were you doing that? I was in New York. I went to, I'm from New Jersey originally. So I went to college in New Jersey and like started like doing stuff there. And then, yeah, started taking classes in New York. And I was just such a same thing, shy, <laughs> like nervous, but like wanted to be in this world. And totally. everyone was older than me. So it was just me like figuring out how to blend in and fake like I was an adult when yes. I had no idea. No, and I'm sure I was not getting away with it either at all, especially because at one point I did go to prom like on a Saturday and had to miss a class. <laughs> and so everyone was so supportive. And like the next week I brought in the like printed photos from my prom. Oh, and I was that's like, so cute. I think this is my prom dress. You know, everyone was so nice. That's so <laughs> cute. Uh, so did you, so you started in like Chicago and then you went to New York for a quick second. Yeah, I was there. So I, I went to college at DePaul in, in Chicago. And then right after mm -hmm. I graduated, I moved to New York for like a year and three months. It was very brief. Okay. Um, I was in like a sketch comedy duo at the time and we were going to move to LA. And then the last second she was like, oh, I want to move to New York because her family was over there. So I just was like, oh, me too. Like I just went. <laughs> yeah. So it, Which was, are the it was like best way to make giant life decisions. Totally, totally. It's like just so blind and naive and just go for it. And it was the perfect time in life to do it because I was willing to like, you know, live like um, shittily. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, so yeah. you're in New York for a year, which do you look back and think like how, how, and why did I do that? Cause I do that sometimes where I'm, especially now I'm like, I have no, I couldn't do it. I have no idea how. Oh my God. I, I think it was perfect at the time because I was just so unaware of what I was getting myself into. So I don't, I don't like look back and think I shouldn't have done it or something. I think it was right. Um, mm -hmm. but it was not easy. And I moved like yeah. three times within 15 months to different apartments, Crazy. like pulling my stuff up and downstairs, <laughs> like with friends, like just, it was so not stable, like the whole situation. And I was making like as little money as I could to survive just so I would have Ugh. like free time to audition for things that no one was having me audition for. I was just hopeful, <laughs> you know? Yeah. I yeah. have to be ready at all times yes. for the zero opportunities that are coming across <laughs> yeah. right way right now. Uh, so you're in New York for a little bit and then you move to Los Angeles. Yeah. Yeah. So then I moved to LA um, in 20, beginning of 2010. Okay. And so you've been in, you've been in LA ever since. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And you've been doing, I mean, I like talking to you because I feel like I have been participating in too many podcasts as of late, but, oh um, God. your resume blows mine out of the water. Oh how my many, God. Yeah. How <laughs> many are you doing at this current moment? Well, okay. As of right now, I'm only hosting two, which is really okay. good for me. <laughs> good for you. Like, That's yes. self-care. <laughs> yeah, this is self-care. But I've been guesting on like a trillion because I'm available and sitting at home. So <laughs> I just like posted on Instagram yesterday because I, I wanted to like post about the podcast I've been doing uh, as a guest. And there were like mm. six. And I was like, 
this is embarrassing. Like I can't like, I, I truly feel like I should be arrested for being annoying. Like I just like, let's stop. Like, but, but it's fun. You know, I don't know. It's fun. It's always fun. It feels nice to like see people and talk to people. So. I oh, exactly. It. I feel like this is the vehicle that we're getting to socialize at this point right yes. now. Yes. Um, okay. So what's the first podcast that you started yeah, my with. first podcast um, as a host was with special guest Lauren Lapkus, and that's yeah. an improv um, show. So the idea of the show is that the guest is the host and I'm the guest. So okay. the guests would come on and they decide what the show is going to be, what it's going to be about, what their character is going to be, and they make up a character for me. And I don't know any of it until we hit record. And so they just like oh, introduce amazing. their fake show and bring me on as a fake guest and we have a conversation for an hour oh. as characters. That's wonderful. And that also, yeah. I mean, it gets, uh, puts all the work on someone else, which is kind it of does. Nice. It's kind of like a, it, it feels that way. And I think people can be intimidated when they come on, but then ultimately I feel like I am doing 90% of it because I, I know yeah. that I have to keep it going and like, keep it fun. So it's like putting the pressure on them at this, at the top so that I don't have to like do the work of coming up with a character. And then we go from there. And then you do the heavy lifting moving forward. Ideally, the, yeah. Ha, who's been some of your standout guests or episodes? Oh my God. Well, so I've had so many amazing improvisers on that show. I, it's so hard to pick. Um, one of my favorite ones that comes to mind immediately is with Sean Diston. Um, he's, mm -hmm. just, he's hilarious. He's so funny. Everyone should check him out. But he um, came on as Skilo, the singer of like, I wish I was a little bit taller. I wish I was <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And he made me, he made my character be Frank Dorito, the uh, world record holder for most records in like the Guinness Book of World Records. Oh, so beautiful. I, uh, most wishes granted. So it was like <laughs> this whole thing where I was like, I had, I get all my wishes and he's someone who has all these wishes. So uh, I was like teaching him how to make a wish <laughs> to be taller uh, or be a baller. I love fun. it. Yeah. That's so great. Uh, but now you've ventured into a lot of podcasts that are, well, I know the Star Wars one that you're doing with Nicole Byer. Uh, yeah. And this, the premise is that you guys are watching Star Wars for the first time. Yes. It's called Newcomers. We've never seen Star Wars at all. And so we watch <laughs> every single movie <laughs> that exists and wow. a spinoff thing or whatever. And um, talk to people who are passionate about it. So we usually, ha we have on like a comedian who cares about Star Wars to kind of balance out <laughs> our like feeling of like, what is happening and what is this movie and why is it two and a half hours long? Why are they all two and a half hours long? They, it's, that's, I, I've, I, technically I've seen all of them, but I couldn't tell you uh, anything about them. And seeing you guys do this podcast makes me think I should like reinvestigate this entire very, you know, powerful, culturally important um, s series. Have yeah. you guys, what are the biggest things that you guys have been learning through this process? Oh my God. Okay. What have I been because, learning? I, <laughs> I mean, the scary thing about it is that it's such a beloved like thing that I'm well, afraid to even touch anywhere near it because people have such reverence around it. Yes. And this is how I always felt. I feel like I was afraid to say I didn't care about it. Like it felt right. like you can't <laughs> yeah. even say that. Like you just have yeah. to like not just don't talk if you don't care about it. Yeah. yeah. Um, but so going into it, I think we were a little bit nervous that because uh, the first couple episodes we before they like dropped, we were saying on every episode, like, please be nice to us. Like we <laughs> don't know what this is. And we're trying to learn, like, don't be mean because we were really afraid that people were going to just attack us right, for being right. like, you know, ignorant about it or whatever. And so mm -hmm. 
that was kind of scary, but it, everyone's been pretty cool. I haven't like searched Reddit to see how people feel about it. I feel but, like that's where like the mean people want would go. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. That's a dangerous platform. Yes. So I haven't looked there, but on Twitter, everyone's been nice about it. And um, I think what I've learned is like, I feel like one thing that I've noticed is that a lot of the fans of the movies hate the movies and they're mad about many things about the movies. Okay. And so okay. I feel like I'm a fan because I've seen them all <laughs> and I hate a lot of things about them, but I also like certain things about them and I feel defensive of some stuff now. So it's kind of yeah. interesting. Okay. So you've entered yeah. this new, uh, like world for lack of a better word. Uh, it's, it's funny to see and hear that people are so passionate in their negative sense of like, it could be better. It should be better. Yes. And I mean, some of the things that people were really mad about, I found that I wasn't mad about or movies that they hated. I'm like, that's my favorite one. So it's kind of interesting <laughs> to be in this it's new thing. Yeah. Very cool. Have you found a character uh, that you relate to or uh, have become obsessed with in any way? I really got obsessed with Porgs which are those okay. little like um, creatures. I don't even know how you describe them. But one thing I <clears throat> I love about them is that um, apparently there were like, I, I can't remember if it was penguins or some kind of bird that was around when they were shooting and they couldn't get rid of them. So they just CGI'd <laughs> these porgs on top. They made up the character just to like deal with this problem oh, they had. Oh, that's amazing. That's so absolutely like that. wonderful. Nicole oh, loves just... Jar Jar Binks. So we have oh, really controversial opinions. That's a very polarizing <laughs> character. Yeah. Wow. Hot topics. Mm -hmm. Uh, I also love that the other side of the coin is that you're also like obsessed with reality television. Yes. Okay. Yes. How about you? Yeah. uh, You're in a safe space here. I'm obsessed. (laughs) Uh, I know that you're doing a a podcast about the new spinoff of The Bachelor. Yes. Okay. So on my Patreon, I am Uh like, I'm doing watch alongs for listen to your heart. So you can sync me up with the show and hear every reaction. (laughs) That's a beautiful gift. (laughs) It's very fun. I feel like people are kind of lonely right now. It's like something to do to feel like you have friends over making fun of something. And it's been fun. Um, I also haven't watched that one at all. Um, because the commercial that I saw for it, I thought was a parody. Like I thought that th- I was like, this can't be real. Is it yeah. insane? Yes. It's so insane. Well, here's what's so crazy. So it's like musicians who are trying to find love. So right. they put men and women in one house and they have to like pair up with each other. And then they have to oh. do performances together, which I haven't gotten oh. there yet. The first two episodes, they don't do that. But they do go on on each date they do. They sing a song together because it's their natural, you know, thing. That's they their, do. their love language. Oh, it is, God. It is cringy, but it's also really cool because on The Bachelor, like, <laughs> nobody has any talents. Like, they're, like, they're, right. they're, like, job is, like, social media user, you know? Like, yeah, they, yeah, and they yeah, really, yeah. like, roast them in those those job things. But, like, <laughs> I feel like this is kind of exciting to see people with talent on the show, like, showing oh, their talent. Because even if you feel like they're annoying, then they start singing and you're like, oh, my God, they're, like, amazing. Yeah, and I can't sing for shit, so that's like a superpower Same. to me. So it like is a great yeah. equalizer for all these yeah. people. Um, when did you get obsessed with The Bachelor? Oh my god, I think like in high school. Okay. I've been watching this for so long, which is disturbing. <laughs> no, I think it's great. I'm I'm super Real Housewives like deep deep Same. cut. Okay, who's okay. your what's your favorite franchise or not well, or like location? I'm from Jersey, so Jersey is near and dear to my heart. Um, 
But then Melissa and I, she's also obsessed. We were just talking about where we're at with like the Atlanta season was kind of a snoozer this season. Uh, and that the new New York and the new um, Beverly Hills season are fascinating because there's going to be so much good stuff. Uh, yeah, that they're just like going in, recording everything, showing everything. And that's the part I love is like when they start like breaking off and talking to producers, thinking that they're not being filmed yes. or recorded. I love that shit so oh much. Oh my God. Well, the whole thing with Denise Richards, I'm like so excited about that. Whole, yeah. I, I was reading that a little bit. I try not to even read about like the, the tabloids while, before the show comes out. I don't know why. Yeah. I think it's like spoilers. I'm like, yes, I don't want to know same. what happens in their life. I exactly. And I, I only like last year started doing like the deep dive Instagram, look at them, follow some of them here and there. Uh, yeah. And it's it's just fascinating. And I feel like they have to do that this season with Denise, because last season, everyone was like, it felt very scripted. And it felt like they all kind of like, you know, curated their own narratives. And now it's like, oh, I just love the clip of her being like, don't talk your mic. Don't talk your mic. I love that. And it feels oh. so real. Like, yeah. you can just imagine like, you know, she I love she's my favorite. I think she's so amazing. Yeah. And she you know, she's had all this drama in her life with like Charlie Sheen and everything that she must be so familiar with that thing of like do not say a word and she's just like yeah. teaching her husband her like husband like don't talk don't say anything <laughs> you might like you don't know what's gonna go down <laughs> well oh, she so it, it blows my mind because she's been through stuff i can't even begin to start understanding but then she'll be like oh i don't have a lawyer and they're like what i know <laughs> and she's like it's like, fine i know charlie i know how to handle this and it's like what do you mean do you i uh, yeah i gotta know more um Okay, is there, have you talked to any of the Bachelor or Bachelorette contestants? Have you had them on any of your shows? Yes, I have. Um, I haven't had them on my show, but I've been on some of their shows. I was on Nick okay. Vile's podcast. Oh, yeah. Which was very interesting because he told me a lot of like, I asked a lot of questions about like behind the scenes stuff. Totally. And one thing I've read is that like, you're not allowed to like read anything besides the Bible. And he was like, that's not true. <laughs> I didn't even know that, but I wish that was true. <laughs> I know. I I read it on some like weird list of lies about The Bachelor, I guess. But yeah. it was like, um, they're only allowed to read like, you know, religious texts. And he was like, that's not true. But like, <laughs> it's kind of understood that if you're laying there reading, you know, they're not going to be happy. Like, you don't want right. to be, it's not good TV. And I'm like, okay, so that's interesting. Oh. Um, and my friend Arden Marine has a podcast about The Bachelor. Yeah. And so I've been on hers and gotten to meet a bunch of people through that, which is so fun. Like, it's so funny meeting these people because I feel like I am a fangirl. Like, I'm like, oh, my yeah. God, like, it's like I'm on The Bachelor. <laughs> yeah, More yeah. than like some famous actor in some ways. It's so crazy. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Is there have you thought about if you were a contestant, what your entrance would be? You know, I have thought about this. It's such a <laughs> it's such a tough one because I feel like it's so embarrassing and they're uh -huh. like so I I my dream if I were really trying to find love right. is that I would just walk in and be normal because I'd be like the mm. only one who just introduces themselves and like walks in. Right. Um but if I had to like, you know, be funny about it, I feel like I would I guess what I would do is um Okay, so like the lam limo pulls in with like a bunch of beautiful people. And then yeah. behind that, I'll be in one of those like little tykes, like Fisher Price red cars with the yellow <laughs> roof. 
Yeah. <laughs> just like shoved in there in my gown and like <laughs> using my feet to like move forward and um, fall out at his feet. I feel like that would be a good one. <laughs> I love it. I think it'd be fantastic. What uh, about you? Do you have an idea? <laughs> I think, I mean, I've thought about it. I don't know. I, same kind of thing that I'd want to go and just be like, hi, I'm Grace. I'll be at the bar. I'll talk to you whenever, yes. you know, I'm allotted to talk to you. Um, <laughs> or just... Uh, the limo drives up and I just be driving the limo and I get out of the, the <laughs> That's front good. seat. No one's done that. Right. Even, but then I think logistically, I don't know how that would be terrifying to try and drive a limo in on a wet concrete. Yeah, you couldn't do the turn in. <laughs> I no. Yeah. I just destroy it immediately. <laughs> just scraping uh, along the gate. Like as you pull yeah. <laughs> I don't have insurance. Uh, <laughs> is there a reality show that you would ever really consider going on? Oh, God. I mean, like a, a survivor. Yes. Um, amazing race. Supermarket sweep. Well, I'd love to do that. I yeah, love same. <laughs> but, yeah. I think I would. This is something that comes up a lot in my house because I'm always kind of jokingly threatening to my husband that if anyone ever asked me to be on Dancing with the Stars, I would do it. <clears throat> and I can't dance. And, I, and it's like humiliating. But I think there's something so. Um, there's something so vulnerable about dancing with the stars. And when I watch uh-huh. it, I always cry. I feel yeah. like watching these people like do this passionate choreography and it's like weird and they're wearing the worst outfits. And <laughs> so I sort of think I would say yes to that. Uh, um, I think that would I, be fantastic. My other dream is to be a judge on the mass Singer. <gasps> okay. I've only recently been introduced to this show. Me too. And- me too. Okay, it is it is fascinating, and any time that I have turned it on, I do get completely caught up trying to guess who this person is. And it's so fun. Yeah, I'm I'm always com- wildly off, and I have no concept of like who is in Hollywood that would do this show. Um, well, see, I've guessed a couple of them right, and so oh. like JoJo Siwa was on there, and I got it, I, and I was like, okay. <laughs> yeah, I, that's like, when... I was like, I need to be sitting there. I could guess this <laughs> shit. Like, this is good. <laughs> yeah. It's also one of those things where I can only watch it in small doses because I get very overwhelmed by like, this is the state of the world. Because I did see that like Sarah Palin was also on recently. I know. And that I didn't watch that episode, but I saw the clips from it and I was a little too like, I don't know why it gave me a lot of anxiety. uh, Yes, I I saw that before I started watching and it did freak me out. But then the quarantine happened and I felt like I need a weekly show that I get excited about. And so that's totally. what this became for me. Um, but it, I actually, I think it's dark, even if you don't even know who's in there. It's just the most surreal, weird show on TV. It, like watching people like wear a frog costume and like sing their heart out and like grind around on stage. I'm like, yeah. And the audience is going wild. It's it's so weird. It is so, it feels like a parody of like a reality singing competition. Yeah, I also... I'm stunned by the costuming. I think the costumes are so wonderful. that I'm like, I want to know how they make these costumes. Give me They're the BTS of that. Yeah. Did I you, know. Uh, and then, well, they have to make them so that the head can come off. Because like last night, right. Brett, Brett Michaels was revealed to be the banana. I'm sure everyone knows oh, this by now. Oh, classic. And it was like watching him take off this huge banana head was just <laughs> the weirdest thing I've ever seen. I just. I it's like, perfect. Yeah. Oh, it's so wonderful. Okay, we're going to take a quick break. When we get back, I want to talk about The Wrong Missy, new movie coming out. Very exciting. So we'll be right back with more Not Too Deep. Not 
too deep with Grace Heilbeck. Okay, I want to talk about The Wrong Missy. Uh, it's wonderful. It's coming out May 13th. Is that correct? Yes. Okay, and it's you, David Spade. It's um, how how will you give the premise of the movie? Yeah, so the premise of the movie is that um, David Spade basically goes on two dates. One is with um, Molly Sims, who's like a perfect supermodel, literally, and it's a great <laughs> who doesn't date. age at all whatsoever. No. She looks incredible. Yes. She's so beautiful. And then he goes on a blind date with me, and I play uh, a woman named missy she's melissa and i'm like totally crazy and the worst person you could ever go on a date with and i like <laughs> wreak havoc everywhere and um he ends up texting me on accident to go on his corporate retreat instead of her he wants to invite her and have it look like he has the supermodel girlfriend and he brings me instead and i just cause lots of problems for him Classic. and it's very crazy it's like it's truly like every scene has something insane happen in it so yeah. it's very fun <laughs> It's very fun. Your character, it must have been just so fun to play. Yeah, it really it, was. It, it was so fun because I, I got to be the person who does the crazy stuff. I feel like so often, yeah. like, you know, women are playing like the like, oh, can you believe he's so wild? You know, so it was very fun yeah. to get to like be the one like screaming and jumping off of docks and just being nuts. Oh, you have so much physical comedy in this. Did you do your own stunts? Because there's, it's so much. Like your energy, you must have been exhausted and exhilarated the whole time. That's yes, I really was, and I, I had two or three stunt doubles who were amazing. Wow, and they did a lot of the really hard stuff, and like especially mm-hmm. like you know where like I fall off the cliff and stuff. I, I did end <laughs> up having to do. I had to do a lot of my own stuff, which I, uh, just to make it look right, you know, I had to do at least sure. like three quarters of it. And that was hard, um, for most of that stuff, like for like, for the falling off the cliff, they had me like strapped into this machine where I was like spinning head over feet, like <laughs> just so that they could get my face, like, you know, doing flips. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I was going to throw up and that was my literal last day of shooting. Like it was like after wow. everything, you're like, you're done. And then they're like, Oh, can you come back? And then like the next day I'm like spinning in this thing. And I was like, okay. <laughs> we're going to put you in just a solo gravitron for an hour yes. and just see how you do. Yeah. Uh, it's it's really fun. And like you said, you get to play this like crazy outlandish character and David Spade is basically like the straight guy the whole time. Yeah. Um, there's also a very hilarious sex scene. I don't want to spoil too much for people, um, but I'm curious how you prepared for um, such a romantic endeavor. <laughs> um, well, there was a stunt double involved in one of those sex scenes. So, okay. that's, so there were, and we actually had a couple, a couple stunt doubles, I think, were used in some of those sex scenes. So there's a lot of preparation that went into them. Um, and you know, we had like just discuss. I think there's a scene with me and Sarah Chalk and David Spade um, mm-hmm. where she had a stunt double as well. But it was truly like a lot of specific choreography to get it just right, because a lot of <laughs> stuff happens one after another. Um, yeah. So it was, you know, awkward, but fun and funny and weird. <laughs> That's fantastic. Did you use any inspiration from the contestants on The Bachelor or Bachelorette for the role of Missy? Because oh, I wow. can see a lot of 
kind of parallels and similarities happening. You're right. There, you know, I think those people just seep into my brain and they're just they're, <laughs> they're just, just living for, there. Yeah, waiting for a moment <laughs> for it to make sense. I mean, that, that was so great about this movie because like we got to improvise a lot. And so I and because this character has like no filter, I just got to mm-hmm. say anything. And they kept a lot uh, of it in, which was uh, really surprising. So that was cool. Oh, that's great. Yeah. I was gonna <laughs> ask if there was a lot of improv on set because it feels like it must have been very cathartic just to be kind of the worst in some moments just like screaming in someone's face or like just being the meanest and grossest person it's so fun you just never get to do that in real life so yeah oh feels good so great um did uh i mean are there any everyone always asks are there any goofs and spoofs from set because did you guys film in hawaii yeah we did which was so cool we got to like a lot of the movie was filmed at uh, the Four Seasons in Hawaii. So we got to like stay nice. there for a bit of it, which I cannot complain about. That was very nice. Amazing. Um, but yeah, we, there was always something crazy happening because the scenes were so over the top. Like, I mm-hmm. mean, there's a scene where, I mean, a guy falls over a balcony. Yeah. And like, <laughs> then <laughs> watching like this stunt guy, I mean, that's the thing that I left like most impressed by was these people who do these stunts because they're so dedicated and they're like, they just throw themselves fully into yeah. these things. And this guy was just falling, like, I mean, very far onto, like, a <laughs> mat that's, like, this thick, like, uh. with his head. Like, it's just, like, I don't understand. And, like, there was another one where this guy had to, like, fall over a um, a beach chair onto, like, cement by the pool. And he's supposed Jesus. to, like, hit his head. And he, like, fell. He's supposed to fall on his head. So he, like, falls, like, shoulder to head and then, like, body down. And like it did hurt. Like I think like the thing is like these people like it does. They're actually risking their lives (laughs) for this art. Because I think on some level you think like they're so strong they don't get hurt or something. But it's like no, they they're just willing to hurt themselves in a way that you're not. So they can just throw themselves into something. So that was always crazy watching people do stunts. I was very impressed. Kudos to them. I mean, yeah, that's stunt people are. amazing specimens i can't even begin to fathom the things that they do to their bodies like for fun no i worked with this one guy on a different thing where he was like known for being the best at like being lit on fire or whatever like (laughs) like he's like known in the community as like he can just like take it and he like is awesome at it wow and he lit himself on fire like i was sitting next to him as he's lit on fire and he's just like perfectly calm it's just Jesus crazy. That's oh God. Yeah. I mean, wh- how do you even find yourself at that point in your life where like that's your superlative is like best fire guy? <laughs> I know I would be so I'm so curious about the path that they take to get there. But some of them, some of the women I worked with doing the stunts on this movie, like they are clearly like they have a gymnastic background or whatever. Like sure, they can yeah. do like so many cool things and like that. I mean, that, that's part of it. You have to make it look really smooth. Totally, totally. Have um, it, going along with the premise of the movie. Have you ever been on a bad blind date? Um, no, I don't think I've ever been on a blind date. But okay. I, I had I've had one date that I think of as being. I, I'm I'm a serial monogamous, so there's not a lot of like yeah, dating same. periods. Okay, same same. So I had one date with a guy who was like so sweet, and it was like a really nice date. And just the, it was just kind of cute. This was like when I was 20, but like on the way home, he like dropped me off in the car and then like he went to like maybe kiss me or hug me or something, but his seatbelt was on. So he was just like, oh. and, then, and then I was like, okay. 
And then I just got out of the car. It was like one of those safety oh, first. That was awkward. Okay, bye. <laughs> safety first. Have you had a blind date ever? I no. I and I think it's because um they they terrify me. It's uh, yeah. It's too much of a of a gamble, and I think. I'm also like serial monogamous in that like I can make up my mind very quickly about whether I'm like attracted to someone Same. and, but I also am, I think polite to a fault that I could give someone the wrong impression knowing like in my heart that like, this is not for me, but I don't want to make this person feel yes. bad. So I've like avoided those situations at all costs, but in the blind date sort of realm, did you get into love is blind? Yes, I watched all of okay. Love is Blind, and that was wonderful. It's a great <laughs> show. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Where does it rank uh, against Bachelor for you? Um, okay. It ranks, I think, I, I, what I like about it is that it was faster and more to the point yeah. than Bachelor. Um, and I could binge it, which is great. Yeah. What I... I would actually put Married at First Sight above Love is Blind. <gasps> do you ever watch that? Oh, I'm obsessed. My boyfriend and I do our own podcast about Married at First Sight. You do? Oh, my we God. Just, I have to listen to that. We just started because it's like the one reality show that he will watch with me because yes. there's like psychology involved in it. Uh, whatever that bullshit is. This yeah. season has been a tanker. I was telling Melissa before we started that I was like, I haven't watched the uh, reunion from last night. Me that neither. I'm very obsessed with i i gotta see what zach has been up to i did see i watched up to that point last night um he's so annoying i (laughs) this season was so crazy i felt like they were just do you think that they were the producers were trying to make bad matches because this was so weird like they've had better seasons where everyone you know it's much more real feeling Yes. And this season I did go into a deep dive of like looking up some conspiracies on the internet. And, um, Uh the conspiracy is that a couple brides had dropped out like a couple weeks before they started filming and they were already in like production. So they just kind of plugged in like Taylor, for instance, last minute, which would make sense if that's the truth, because she, they say that she was supposed to go on like love Island or something and her schedule didn't work out. And the video that they have of her talking about like how she can't find a guy is a very weirdly doctored video. Uh, But the, yeah, that's the conspiracy that I read that her and I don't know who the other bride is that they plugged in, but that would make the most sense. Real. Yeah. And I did see that they have a trailer for another season that's coming out soon because I feel like I think they know they fucked up this season. And so they're trying to sweep it under the rug real quick and be like, but here's another shiny new season for you. They need to, because this season was like upsetting with how bad some of these matches were. Like Brandon Taylor, like, and he just like was fighting with production the whole time. It was so annoying. It was kind of fun to watch, but still like not what I came here for, you know? Right, right, right. Like I, it's just not the type of show. So it's just kind of, that's kind of interesting. But yeah, I do think Married at First Sight is better than Love is Blind because they it's just more exciting to watch someone just have to get married than to get to oh, even talk to the person. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy. And and it's more like, OK, I like that they have to like go live together. I like the way it's broken down. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah. Oh, wait, did you watch Too Hot to Handle or whatever that was? Uh, 
No. Okay. I was going to ask you this because I haven't brought myself to watch it. It's in the, like the grand scheme of reality TV on paper. It seems like something that I, I should be interested in, but I don't know why it just makes my heart hurt a little bit. And I haven't gotten yeah. to bring myself to watch it yet. Have well, you? I think you're, I think you're right. I did watch all of it. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think you're right to feel this way. I didn't really want to watch it. And my husband had it on and I was like surprised that he was getting into it. But I think we're mm-hmm. honestly so starved for like companionship here that like, he was like getting so invested in their relationships. And he was like, that was so nice. That guy did that. I was like, this isn't <laughs> real. Like, um, but it's really just a, a cast of like the horniest people in the country who yeah. cannot not have sex. And then they tell them they can't have sex. And if they do, it will be like they have a hundred thousand dollar pot that will be depleted from every kiss, touch, sexual interaction, whatever. Wow. And they still do it. They, st- they they will. They know the money is going to go away and they'll just be like, I just got to kiss you. And it's been t- it's been 10 hours. Like it's like oh you could just God. wait. But they're oh just also God. horny. So it's very, very exciting. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I think I, I know, I know that I'll watch it at some point, but I just haven't gotten there there yet. But uh, yeah. that makes me a little bit more excited to watch it. Yeah. Um, and they don't know that when they're going in there that they're going to be told they can't hook up. Oh, so, okay. Like, they all come in being like, we're all going to fuck. And then they're like <laughs> told like, you can't. And then they all freak out and do it anyway. <laughs> oh, wonderful. Yeah. I mean, I, I also just wish that I could see the pitch meetings for these show ideas that happen. I would love to be a fly on the wall just hearing how well, it goes like, down. That's the thing. Like, I feel like I have ideas that are that dumb all the time, but I just would never suggest them to anyone because it's like, <laughs> why would I talk about it? Like, okay, we get all the horniest people on an island and then tell them they can't have sex and it's like right that's not that's not an idea but then it is and it's like and I watched the whole thing so exactly I mean I feel like this could be a future endeavor for you is like <laughs> EPing some reality concepts I actually do have that dream I have that dream I think I, think I it like could happen. I, I thought I've I have had that thought since I I don't know why but like teen mom I've watched <laughs> since I was I don't know 20 probably and sure. I've always thought I, I'm like, this is such a good idea. This show is so good. Like, I can just pitch something like this. Like, this is yeah. not, I don't know. But do you have any ideas swirling around currently? Um, right now, I don't really. I feel like I'm I'm in a state of, like, just ingesting things that yeah. other people do. Take it all I in. F- I'll see you have a movie to promote. So there'll be time down the line. I'll figure out a reality show later, I guess. <laughs> um, okay. I ask a lot of people that, um, you know, have auditioned and you've done commercials, you've done TV, you've done movies, all that. Do you have a standout like auditioning story or do you, uh, anything, does anything come to mind? Um, because it's like, it's the, I hate, I hate auditioning so much. And I think it's like one of the worst things that people have to do and, uh, voluntarily do. Yes. Oh my God. It's so uncomfortable. And like, especially, I mean, they're always bad auditions, no matter how good you get at this whole thing. Like it's like totally. you still mess up and like want to kick yourself. Um, I I definitely had a, like auditions for commercials that I found humiliating because they can be really mean to you at commercial auditions. <laughs> yeah. It's like a for real cattle call. Like it's, it's like so mean. Like sometimes the people who are like manning the camera are like, okay, just do it. Like they're just like <laughs> Okay. Like they they're like, they're, they're so dismissive. Like they'll bring in like a, a group into the room to like explain what you're going to do. Cause it's usually like, okay, you'll walk into the, into the frame and then you'll like look over there and then you'll notice him and then you'll be done. Like, it's not like uh-huh. you have to do much, but it's a very hard thing to do well. Yeah. And 
like they'll just call in like 10 people and like they'll just explain it and they're like and someone asks a question like don't ask a question <laughs> like they're just like I already I was gonna explain that like they just get so harsh I'm like yeah I get that you hate what you're doing right now but like it makes me feel bad about myself um exactly. so I had a lot of experiences like that but I also had this one that always comes to mind is like I um auditioned for oh it was what's the name of that movie um 21 Jump Street okay, okay. And there was some line in it that was like, what are you, a 40-year-old freshman? Because I think the characters like go back to college or something in that. Yeah. And I was supposed to say, what are you, a 40-year-old freshman? And then in my car, I was practicing it and I kept saying 40-year-old virgin. And I was like, (laughs) oh, "Oh, don't say that when you go in there. Like, don't say 40-year-old virgin. I just kept being like, just don't say 40-year-old virgin. That's fine. And then the second I went in, I was like, what are you, a 40-year-old virgin? And I went, fuck. I like, couldn't uh, control myself because I knew I was going to do it. And then I did it. And then I just screamed, fuck. And then everyone in there was like, OK. And then I was like, sorry, can I do it again? And then they're like, yeah. And then I didn't get it. And it was horrible. <laughs> so you're like, I think they think I have Tourette's. I don't know. But, yeah. Um, I don't know what's wrong with me, but um, I'll never forget that. <laughs> oh, beautiful. OK, we're going to take one last break. Uh, when we get back, we have a lot of Twitter questions for you that are very delightful. So we'll be oh, right great. back with more Not Too Deep. Not- Okay, we're going to get into these Twitter questions, but before we do, I'm going to ask you the two questions I ask every single guest that's on the podcast. And the first is, who, alive or dead, would you most want to throw cold spaghetti at? <laughs> um, okay. Uh, oh, wow. I it's I guess I would I actually like I, I my first impulse is someone I don't like, but then I think it'd be more fun to do it at someone I like. So I'm going to pick Robin yeah. Williams. Oh, that's a great answer. And I, think I would, he would love react to see that. Interestingly. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I think it would become an entire like half hour long bit. I think it'd be great. Uh, OK, the other question I ask every guest is to tell us your worst pants shitting story or close call. But but you can only use three words or three small phrases. So, for example, <laughs> mine is college jogging front lawn. Ooh, I can see yeah. it. Okay. Yeah. Mine is hiking. Oh. Log toilet seat. Oh. Shred of paper towel. Oh no. The sock. great outdoors. I'm sock. I want to ask. I mean, and you know, in these times, anything can be toilet paper. So that yes. feels fitting. Uh, well, no follow-up questions to that then. Yeah, um, it was bad. Oh God. I don't know that they're ever good, but it is a great, it's a great, um, thing that brings us all together that we all, yeah. and I'm glad that you had one on deck immediately. Oh, I yeah. know it immediately. Yeah. Uh, okay. Here's some Twitter questions for you. Shannon wants to know, what was it like working on the big bang theory? Oh, it was so cool. That was a, uh, something I never expected to happen. Cause I feel like that show was on, I joined, as a guest in like a le- season 11 um mm-hmm. and 
so I had, it had been on for so many years and I never got an audition or anything. So I feel like I just thought I would never be on that show. So it was so cool. And to go into something where like, they've been doing it for so long. It's such a well-oiled machine. It's, it's, and then the fans of the show who come in the audience to like watch are so Mm. excited. Oh, that's so sweet. For the most part. Yeah. It was like such a cool thing to be part of a show. Like it felt like friends, like where it's like, oh, you're at this thing that's so iconic and people love it so much. And, um, I really loved it. Everyone was so cool. And, Coming into season 12, like when they announced, like I was like there the day that they like figured out they weren't going to do any more and because wow. Jim decided to, you know, call it. And I, I like had, we just had like a fun table read and then like went home and like saw on deadline, like, oh, it's the last season. <laughs> <laughs> hey, like, what did so I do? I was like, oh, I was there. And then they had that conversation and then it's done. Um, but it was so cool. And I got to like, I actually got to work with Mark Hamill, which I, I had not seen Star Wars yet. So I didn't pretend Amazing. to have seen it, but I wish now that I had seen it because I would have talked to him about it. <laughs> so many different conversations could have been had. Um, someone wants to know, what is your dream role? Um, well, something like the wrong Missy role was so fun and so exactly what I've always wanted to do that. I think my dream would be to get to do a lot more big comedies like that. Mm. Um, like Melissa McCarthy style where she just gets, you know, she gets to do all the fun stuff and like, you know, shit and sinks and things. And I want to do that. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's the dream to shit and, yeah. shit and sinks. <laughs> it can happen. Yeah. Uh, Sean wants to know what country's money is the most fun. Oh, that's an interesting question. Yeah. Um, I mean, I haven't been to every country, but I've been to a few. And um, I would say I actually think Canada's money is really fun. It's colorful. And um, they also have toonies, which I think are cool. And I feel like we could really benefit from changing our coins here. So I'm going to say Canada. I agree. (laughs) It sounds like cartoon money. It's very cute. Yeah. Uh, Yvonne wants to know what's your favorite part of being on tour for Comedy Bang Bang oh I love I really love just going to new cities over and over again like there was a period where we toured um, for like a month straight where we were going to a new city almost every day yeah that was so fun I love like I love flying on planes I love going to new cities I love just like settling in at a hotel so being with the guys and like we got along really well on tour and having a good time I think the whole thing was just a great time but getting to like travel so much and see all these different places that I might not go to was my favorite part totally is there plans in the future for for more yeah we had some on the books for the summer so unfortunately that's all being pushed and I don't know when we'll get to go to like live shows again but um hopefully I mean we already have stuff we want to do so when it's back we'll be back Nice. Yeah. Um, girl named Katie says, read the amazing character sketch where she strips to brick by Ben Folds. What were the, which is amazing. (laughs) (laughs) What were the alternative sad songs that she wanted to strip to? Yeah. The first, okay. So I used to do that bit, um, at UCB, like live before I did it in my character special on Netflix. So Mm -hmm. I would, I would strip to fast car by Tracy Chapman (laughs) and I edited it down. So it just kept going right back to the chorus again. And I'm like humping an audience member with like dead eyes and it was very fun. And so then I did it in my special and she said no. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Oh, cause you had to ask for permission. Yeah. Oh, amazing. Um, I didn't ask her directly, but somebody did. And she said no. And then, um, I thought of Brick as being like the saddest song I've ever heard. So <laughs> we we asked Ben Folds and he said yes. And he's since like reached out and like was totally happy about it and thought it was funny. And he was so cool. So oh, that was like so such great. a perfect way that it worked out. 
Oh, that's wonderful. And just continues to add on to how great Ben Folds is. <laughs> yes. He's so cool. Um, Kim wants to know favorite Spice Girl. Oh, wow. Mm. You know, Baby. Oh, where's Baby? Okay. I, the great question. I feel like she's hosting some reality show somewhere. Doing she probably something. is. I feel like she's the, I, she's my favorite in my head right now because I don't know anything about where she is. Like, yeah. I guess Victoria <laughs> is like thriving and Scary Spice is thriving. And I, I saw Ginger had a whole news story. I feel like what was yeah. it that she like hooked up with Scary Spice or something? Was that what it oh, was? Oh, really? <laughs> I, I could think... hear. Yeah, I could see that. <laughs> but yeah. also Spice. I don't know where Sporty is. Oh yeah, she's been up to. I, I didn't even remember her. See, that's, that's <laughs> she actually she is the answer then because I didn't think of her. Yeah, Sporty Spice. Um, Maddie wants to know, Lauren, what's one topic that you would never consider having a podcast about if there is one? Um, I think I would say like love and relationships. Oh, okay. Like I, <laughs> I like earnestly. I, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I'm like interested in listening to other people talk about that stuff. Yeah. I just, um, I feel like I share so much of my life on like all these podcasts and I'm so happy to talk about most things. But then whenever I share about my like, re- like really personal stuff about my relationships, I usually then th- like kind of wish I didn't say it. So I think mm. I wouldn't want to have a podcast all about my relationships. But that makes sense because I- for you that does so much as yourself that like you need to have some sense of privacy or something that's yeah. a little bit just for you. Yeah. yeah. You got to draw the line somewhere, but it's such a blurry, weird line that like is almost meaningless, but yeah. To- yeah. <laughs> uh, Danny wants to know, do you have a weird or unusual hobby? Um, yeah, I actually, it's behind me. I collect miniatures and, oh. um, I have a little collection on my little back thing there. It's very far away and I don't want to mess up my whole camera situation to show you, but um, I collect miniatures and I collect these little dolls called (gasps) Sunny Angel dolls. And what are they? You should look them up. They're little. I'll grab one. Hold on. Okay. Oh, take your time. Show and tell. I'm very excited. They're called Sunny Angels. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. And this is one. <gasps> and they're like these little dolls and they're naked and they have <laughs> different heads. So every single one has a, a different head and you get a blind box and you wow. don't know what it's going to be. So when I was um, traveling in Japan with my husband, we went to some little stationery store and we saw these blind boxes with this little picture on it of this guy. And so uh-huh. we bought two of them and then uh, we opened them and got so obsessed immediately and we, but we didn't know where that store was and we could never find it again. So then like, we started seeing them. Like you, once you look for them, you will see them. Like there are these weird things that you think are nowhere. And then you'll go to like weird boutiques and they'll just have them. And, they, and did they originate in Japan? I actually don't know that they're, I don't know their backstory, but like, okay, they, so I thought they did. I thought they were like some weird Japanese toy, but they, I've since seen them at like boutiques in New York or just random little gift stores. And Amazing. so we, we made a rule that we could only buy them if you happen to stumble upon them. You okay, can't, you can't order them online. And <laughs> you can't seek them out directly. No. And you can't just keep going to the store and buying 10. You can only buy two at a time. So we each get one. <laughs> and we I also like have these the rules. Yeah. Then we got a new rule because I realized I like befriended them on Instagram and then they send me some stuff sometimes. <laughs> so I'm really happy. But um we made a new rule that was like, okay, you can order them online if it's a holiday. Okay. So, 
<laughs> we now got, I got them for Valentine's Day and I got them for his birthday. And we kind of like, we have like uh, rules like that, but yeah. That's, um, how many are there to collect? There are hundreds and wow. I have probably like 50 or something, but amazing. There's so many and I, and there's, and I keep finding new designs and they keep making new ones. They have a cacti series now that I really want, but I'm like, it's not a holiday. <laughs> yeah. Just go on those websites. that it's like everyday holidays and just yeah, start just like, rationalizing. It's Secretary's day. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Uh, okay. Gina wants to know what was the best part about making the between the two, between two ferns movie? Oh, working with Zach Galifianakis. He's like the funniest. I mean, I feel so lucky because I've gotten to work with some of my favorite comedians. Like David Spade is one of them. And Zach is one of them. Mm -hmm. Will Ferrell, like people who are so funny and they're just always, always being funny, even if they don't mean to be like, I mean, Zach is somebody who like, he is the most amazing physical comedian And so doing that movie, like he would just throw in physical bits that weren't even a part of anything. Like there's a part oh. where like, oh, the studio floods and we're all washing down the hallway. And then he just like stood up with the ferns and kept falling down and like whacking <laughs> himself with them. And I was like crying. Like I'm trying, like, uh, I literally was pinching my leg so I wouldn't laugh and ruin the <laughs> whole thing. I'm just looking at him like, this is so cool that I get to watch you do this and just oh, amazing. go crazy. Yeah. Oh, that's so wonderful. Uh, and the movie was so good. And oh, thanks. That was fun. It's There's so much physical comedy now that you're saying it. I'm like, oh, yeah, that was so intense. And yeah, gonna... and he does it so ca casually. Like, it's just like he's like flopping and falling on the ground. And it's just so funny. <laughs> um, okay. The last question for you before we give you a gift for making time for us is... Uh, well, someone wants to know what is the best set you've ever worked on and why? Mm. Um, oh, wow. I'm I sure that's think hard. It is hard, but I think Between Two Ferns might be my favorite one because I was like friends with everyone. And so it was just like a really fun time. And we were improvising the movie 90% of it. So like we just oh, got nice. to like make it all up and have fun. And it was just a good time. Like I just enjoyed uh, everyone and was happy to go to work every day and like that's so awesome. sad when it was over so that was my favorite yeah oh that's so great because the movie is so fun that you love hearing that the process of making it was equally as cool yeah yeah that's awesome um lauren thank you for making time and talking to us before we completely wrap up um we when we do these in person we usually give our guests a personalized fortune cookie from us to you and today we're going to give you a virtual fortune cookie that <laughs> i believe melissa has sent to you um that okay, you're welcome hero. to to read the fortune of sugar water up your butt is not suggested but it's also not illegal There you go. Wow. These fortunes. I, I now have a plan for the day. Yeah, you have an activity. <laughs> uh, Lauren, where can people find you on social media and what you're doing and the movie and everything that's coming up for you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Lauren Lapkus. And I have a Patreon at patreon.com slash Lauren Lapkus where I'm doing lots of watch longs with Star Wars films and, uh, you know, reality TV. And I'm doing improv on there and stuff as well. And I'm um, recurring on Good Girls right now on NBC, oh, nice. so you can catch that. And then The Wrong Missy on uh, Netflix, May 13th. Awesome. Congratulations. Yeah. That's so cool, Thanks. guys. Go check out all of it. There's literally something for everyone that you're doing. <laughs> And we'll see you guys next time on another episode of Not Too Deep. Goodbye. Too deep. Too deep. Too deep. Too deep. Not too deep. Not too deep. With Grace Helbig. 
Not Too Deep is a production of Grace Helbig Incorporated, producer Melissa D. Montz, edited by Shireen Lani Yunus, post-production sound by Chris Henry, and an extra special thanks to Flula for the theme music. <laughs> <laughs>